2023 episode of the Monitor Keeping Podcast. It's uh, it's just me and Kai today. Going to be talking about what we've been doing, um, you know, surviving the holidays and all the all that fun stuff, just like everybody else. So, um, yeah, Kai, how are you, man? Oh man, um, I, I'm okay. I'm uh, I'm I couldn't be. Uh... I couldn't be more blessed to be honest, even though there's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of losses for 2022 and don't get me wrong. 2023 started off that way as well. Um, but, uh, I can't really complain about the work and how my monitors are getting along and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I'll take it, man. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll take whatever, whatever losses and stuff like that comes as long as you know other stuff plays out as well so yeah um but uh yeah to really uh i don't you know i'm not trying to make it short but um um 2022 obviously was a pretty tough year just to get through period um and then 2023 as far as like successes and things like that i i want to say that i'm on the on the on the up and up with some of my some of my my projects you know um i've had uh animals that were pretty aggressive towards each other now start to be more workable and uh, more cohabitable even in the sense um i have a separation partition for them for the enclosures but for the most part, a couple of a really aggressive animals that I essentially couldn't pair at one point for for even a year. I was trying, and I was like, you know, just sitting sitting at the stairs of my reptile room <laughs> with my hands in my lap and shit, and um, you know, just like, hey, like, what do I do? And I was literally calling people, asking for their advice on how to pair mean monitors, you know, and what to yeah. understand. And yeah, um, you know, and I, I don't know what it was, but the male normally sets the tone, you know, if he's really aggressive, then he, the female's either going to lose in this battle or it's just going to start a really big fight. Right. Yeah. And so, um, uh, I've had one of my males, my male Kylan monitors that was very, very hard to pair with. Um, the female that he was with passed away last year, like October ish, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very sucky. Uh, cause that, that, I was kind of excited about that pairing, but, um, so I put in a female that he was with before that basically they would fight 24 seven. He almost broke off her tail, Oof. things like that. Right. So yeah, yeah, really tough. Her tail, her tail has a, has a permanent notch missing and a slight kink that goes with it, but it's just very, the very top of the tail. So the, the, the very big meaty part is still there. Um, but yeah, man, I, I introduced this pair, um, and going back just a little bit in between the months of, you know, October, November, and December, um, I basically swapped males with another person that has um, the Kyle and males. And there's only three in existence, I think, in, in the United States. So I have two. He has one of them. And uh, we try to swap males. I try to think that the one he was working with would be more better with mine. But that didn't work out that way at all. He is actually fighting when he came here. I don't know if I introduced them too soon or, you know, I really was thinking that he would just be a, a quick acquisition to everything else, you know, just right. a plug in, plug in. Right. Um, but it wasn't that way at all. <laughs> but he, nope. was fighting with both, 
Yeah, he's fighting with multiple females, charging at the other males through the glass, like you know, the head banging, you know. Oof. And um, yeah, just uh, busted his lip, got into a fight where a female literally almost took off his one of his toes, and it was kind of just hanging. The bone was sticking out. That's how bad it was, Oof. right? Yeah. yeah, in the finger, so you can feel it. It's like just wobbly. And I just, you know, I took months and months of, uh, or weeks and weeks of antibiotics and regularly tending to that wound, you know. And so I was in this dilemma or predicament for a couple months. And I was just like, all right, (laughs) okay, Aubrey, uh, I don't think this male is going to work here, even though I I kind of set off the swap. And so he, you know, me and Aubrey swapped males again. So I got the mail that I, I sent him back. He got the mail that he sent me back, which was the best move I, I, yeah. I made basically. Yeah. The, that male that I got back, got right along with the girls that he was with without a problem, even though they're not exactly breeding and he's still frantic. Right. So like if you open the cage, he's going to run to the other side and then run around on the walls back and forth. Like he's pretty nuts. Right. Yeah. Um, but with the girls, he's so good. He's, they're not whipping his butt. He's not trying to kill them. And so far, they kind of go to the same, the same hollow log together. Even you know, nice. So um, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what I've been uh, dealing with as far as that part. Getting that pair to go, I've had them and I've caught them. <laughs> lock. I've caught them lock a few times, but uh, I, I don't know. If nothing's coming from it. I don't know if they're not eating enough. But I I, I basically have to see where this next season takes them um, start to do some digging around to that female is going into a very large enclo- or had went into a very large enclosure to, to begin with. So she's like a two foot female in an eight foot enclosure and she's got, she's got some, you know, some, some wandering and test digging and things like that to do. She's the only female that I've had that I have had that has never dropped any eggs at all. Um, but okay, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost hundred percent that it's a female. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, man, just, uh, you know, that, that part is now settled on that half, right. Or, or that, that part, part of the whole mangrove monitor clan. And then I have that other one that I basically took him into surgery. He was kind of. I don't know how to say it. It was kind of like dark and gloomy. He basically never came out. Um, you know, he's one of those that's like empty cage syndrome, basically just lives in a hollow log. You can throw food in there. It's gone. And that's, that's it. Right. Yeah. And I took him to have surgery cause he, he kept on getting into the female side of the enclosure, which is a very narrow square. And so if he really wanted to, he can push his way through, you know, and, squeeze his rib cage and all that stuff like that. And, you know, really, really try to get through. But on a couple instances he did, he was pretty lean. So he felt like he could just get through there pretty easy. And, um, he basically rubbed his nape really raw one instance. And then that became like a, 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 a mass, right. That grew on his neck. And then that was Every single time you try to get over to the other side, it would abraze that and then it would get it, it would be bigger and bigger. And so for maybe several months, almost even almost a year, he's had this thing that grew from like a, a tic tac size or a little M M&M and M size all the way to like a freaking 
I think I don't know if you've seen it, but I I, like I showed pictures of, of what. Yeah, it's literally a knot the size of a half dollar. Yeah, on his neck. Yeah, so the you know the the size and the thickness of like a little marshmallow, literally on his neck, and um, yeah, he, he I'm pretty sure he hated that because you could tell you could tell you, you know it kind of it kind of disturbs him how he gets in and out of logs and things like that, right? Just yeah. normal functionality of his neck, and so when I got it removed. Um, he basically became a different lizard once that thing healed up. I mean, oh, nice. he's out. Like right now, he's even. He's even out, and his lights are off. Yeah. So he's out basking or night, night night basking or whatever he's doing on a log, and you know, hanging out, chasing tongs, coming out for food, waiting for food. <coughs> wow. So, yeah. And then uh, the, then the biggest the biggest thing is that he's super nice to that female that I mentioned earlier. Hmm. where he almost bit her tail off, you know, a year ago. Um, so, yeah, man, I've, I've been having somewhat of decent steps in the in the process for because the whole time I've been only really searching for workable males or how to make them workable, right? And I, I as even at one point, I was like, man, this he's a female killer, but he's literally the only one. And so I can't just sell him, but I'm – I need the space for a workable male, you know, and that wasn't ever really going to come. I've had a couple missed shots of people wanting to import them, but never got them in. And so, um, I, yeah, I just, you know, just, uh, just, um, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I'm distracting Kai, everybody. <laughs> Hang on. Sorry, you're still Sorry. So yeah, just uh, uh, just you know, just a normal, uh, really trying to get another really workable male, and uh, now that I have two pretty decent ones, um, I'm pr- I'm excited about what this year has to come for the Kyle and Project, just because that was one of my major, yeah. um, one of my major setbacks within the whole thing is, um. The, the male was too aggressive or and or too frantic or just, you know, really couldn't be easily workable with breeding the other females. And then the stuff that I did have breeding um, were crosses and stuff like that. So it's like um, I'm trying to make peers as much as I can. The, right. the, the cross was really just for fun and to learn the process. But, you know, yeah, I have to. I have, almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to make a. I have to make make sure that I make peers out there so it doesn't mess up and muddle up what's out there <laughs> to begin with, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, really just that part has been pretty decent as far as um, the Kyle and stuff. And then I have the, the smaller Dwyer eye mm-hmm. um, things. So I don't, I don't know if – I think I brought that up. Yeah. the last couple couple times but yeah i have this new species of mangrove monitor and they're tiny their adult size is like two and a half feet so yeah. yeah yeah they're they're still small and the way their pattern looks and how it's developed it doesn't look like it's gonna change much more and so that kind of determines how slightly just how old they are because they no longer have they're no longer black with the little spots you know they have the pra- the pattern is pretty much fragmented um, yeah. So yeah, Vranis Dwyer. I after uh, Quetzal Dwyer, um, and he owns uh, Costa Rica Reptilanda, 
and mm-hmm. the Texas Reptilia Landa. Those are both zoos, um, yeah. like sister, sister zoos, one in Texas and one in Costa Rica. Um, and yeah, man, it's uh, for the most part, other than being really busy with grasshopper stuff, um, that's where my monitors are now. I just dug up another clutch a, a few days ago, and the eggs look so so. Um, yeah. I'm gonna just yeah, I'm not really gonna have too much hope in them, um, but I'm I have I have them in the incubator. Um, hopefully, there will be processing and laying more, and going from there. Um, you know, only time will tell. Only time will tell, man. Yep, yep, I hear you on that. Uh, what about you, man? All, how's the, <coughs> the, the the move hasn't fully transitioned yet, right? No, it, uh, you know. As life will, nothing happens on the planned out schedule or the, the way we all think it's going to happen. So, you know, there's all these little things that we got to take into account and paperwork for this, wait for that, a um, few other odds and ends, but it's it's okay. So I, I cut back on a lot of things already. There's still a few things that I'm going to try to move. Um, so the the peacocks are gone, the simlists are gone, most of the Timors are gone, I I still have uh, two groups of those. One's an old blind pair that, uh, you know, I don't think they're really going anywhere because um, he's definitely blind. She's blind in one eye. And yeah. um, they were old when I got them. Um, and then I have a, a younger, you know, 1.2 that I've raised. Um, <clears throat> so those are still with me. The uh, blue trees aren't going anywhere. And I still have the, uh, the female black tree that I want to move. Um, other than that, oh, really? you know, yep. Yeah. I didn't push her too hard. Um, there's a couple offers for, for trades and stuff, but I can't trade. Yeah. I'm trying to cut down. So it's, uh, defeats the purpose. Um, unless you got graze monitors somewhere out there, but I don't think it really does. <laughs> so <laughs> Man, the, the fi- finding the fruit for those is going to be a real tough one. If you, yeah. if you ever have to, if you ever have to, uh, Right, actually get graze monitors and stuff like that. You yeah, go into Asian markets looking for rare fruit. There would be that. You know, uh, back in the day, I had thoughts on how to do it. Now, with um, um, technology the way it is, maybe we could pull something off because um, if we wanted to stick to feeding them that specific fruit, just like uh, put it in a Pangea mix, you know, and uh, yeah. cover it, uh, dip a rat in it, dip a chick in it, something like that. You know, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> or just isolate, almost like an extract of that fruit. I don't know if it work or not. I don't know if it's even necessarily needed or not, or something that could has basically the same makeup as that that fruit would to get in there and accomplish that. But anyways, don't have those. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's still cutting back. I still got a ton of babies of both snakes and lizards to move. The babies are mostly um, ackies, and I just. I haven't had enough time between <clears throat> house stuff, trying to figure it out, and the regular job to really try to um, take good pictures, market those, and, and really keep up with people that I've asked. Sorry to those people out there. So, you know, I'm, I'm figuring out there's only so much time in a day to do everything. So it's good that I'm cutting back a little bit, I think. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of people, it seems like, that have really stepped up in the last few years that are really doing some great work with other things. So, um, you know, we, we were afraid of, um, some of our conversations where we were afraid of things disappearing 
And so it was like, okay, get everything you can right now, um, such as like the, the peacocks and the Timors before this stuff disappears, um, <clears throat> which was accomplished to the best of our ability, I think. But now it's like, okay, do I need to be the one to really do these and work with these? Or is there someone that potentially is going to have more success? Because the, you know, the, the same thing, I'm, I'm doing fine with the Australian stuff, it seems, uh, both snakes and lizards. But the Indonesian stuff, uh, I'm still having some trouble with. So I don't want to burn out the, these animals. I'd rather get them into maybe somebody's hands that can, that can really do something with them. Other than the... Um, I'm going to hold on to the blue trees and the blue tails, but they can now be kept at the house in a different way and separate from the Australian stuff. Um, yeah. So I can take more of the approaches that we've talked about um, because I can separate who needs what and the temperatures and everything. So uh, looking forward to that. The blue trees on the – I'm sorry, the um, the blue tails, um, <clears throat> they are – the pair that I put together, they had their little tussle, and I was a little worried about that. But they really haven't had a, any issue since, and now I'm seeing them kind of basking in the same area. They, yeah. they will – one still has its area for the most part. The other one has its area. Um, but they will do things communally now and kind of interact together and then go retreat to their own areas. Um, there's not a problem with any of the food. So usually when I open the cage, I will feed one that's up higher and in this one corner. <laughs> Sounds like me. One. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll put the food out for the other one. And there's so far no um, no – um, issues with that. Now, if the female ends up getting, you know, gravid, then that might change, of course, but we'll see. We'll get there. We'll cross that bridge. For right now, everything's good, but the <clears throat> the collection's actually kind of in a big holding pattern. I, I really don't want too many things producing right now. I just, it would be yeah. a mess. It wouldn't be fair to the animals. Um, just because, you know, in a week it could be like, okay, it's time to start moving stuff and then mess up. Yeah. You know, I, I'm trying to avoid that to the best of my ability, um, by separating some things here and there or by keeping things a little cooler than I, than I would usually if I'm yeah, going to yeah. them up for, for breeding. So, you know, it, it might be a slim year this year all across the board as, I, as I'm doing this and transitioning back to the house and uh, whatnot. But that's okay. Um, I'll have enough issues with just now things that I actually need to fix at the house outside of reptiles and whatnot just for yeah. the family. And, and then uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to leave in the middle of the day or middle <laughs> of the night to go check on a building. And right. Your, exactly. your expenses, your expenses that you had to make up for before by, um, you know, by let's say producing a ton of ackies just to pay for rent or whatever shit like that. Uh-huh. Right? I don't know. Just now it's uh, now it's knocked probably more back in half than anything. You know, right? Yeah, you, you right. won't have another another whole building to not just pay the rent for, but you were paying um, Wi-Fi and electricity, right? That stuff like that. And then yep. you're paying you're paying for the heating and cooling elements that you're putting in there, and right. the the humidity the the you know the swamp cooler that adds to the humidity or whatever and yeah all that right. stuff is yeah that's you know, uh, that's one thing why I haven't yet gone that full route yet yeah 
it has the capability if I if I really wanted to go that route to make it a full time thing, but I have a really good job outside of outside of the reptile stuff. And the reptile stuff is just a big question mark as far as a full time gig uh, for me, so it's I'm not something I want to take a chance on. And having an offsite facility has been great in a lot of ways, but cut back for now. You know, um, the the amount I pay in rent and utilities over there for everything. Basically, I can eventually build that that building on my own property and and have it paid for in a few years. Uh, with the amount of rent that I would be paying, so just finance that out, and uh, and th- yeah, then it'll all be at home. I can do things uh, a little more to my liking. So we'll we'll see how it all goes. It is definitely reshaping. Um, but with that being said, some of my focuses will still be. I'm going to try to breed the, uh, the Antaresia. Um, uh, there's a pair of gopher snakes I'm going to try to breed. I'm not going to really try to do any pythons outside of that. Um, none of the carpet pythons, if I can get away with it. There's a couple that I, I just can't separate. They're, um, the way I set them up in the cage size, they're they're cohabbing. So we'll see about that. But I didn't do anything <coughs> extra to try to uh, promote any breeding. Um, and then with the lizards, I'm going to let the Kimberleys go at it. Um, possibly a young pair of Tristis. Uh, I don't know if they're stopping the Ackies, but I'm going to try to try to change things up as much as I can. Um, yeah. and then the, the sand monitors. Um, so I'm still putting some effort in, but you know, um, if nothing, nothing ends up producing, it's actually not going to hurt me too bad. It, it might be a little better till I get through the uh, spring to the house is actually ours. Uh, yeah. everything's done on that side and, and everything moved to the house. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all here. Uh, as far as up here in Northern California, it's just been crazy. Um, you know, we've had some crazy weather, a lot of rain, a lot of flooding. So I've had, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of overtime mm. hours, uh, <laughs> at my <other laughs> job, um, which has kept me away, you know, and then surviving the holidays and everything. So, um, it's been interesting, man, but you know, 2023 getting back at it. And, um, well, I, I late spring, 2023 is when I, I plan to kind of get back at it and, um, set things up more the way that I, I want to eventually set them up at the house and, and everything. So, yeah. Um, there might be a couple other odds and ends that I, I got to make some decisions with. Um, I got freaking morning geckos coming out of my ears at the moment oh damn and, uh, <laughs> um so i'm i'm getting real involved with uh fruit fly cultures and all that not not something that i expected to do but here i am and um uh what else is going on with that the, 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 yeah it's it's kind of fun you know seeing these little geckos running around everywhere um your house or in the cage? Oh yeah, they, they get out. I don't I don't have a way to really change them up too much at the moment because the I, I have some groups in some other cages, but till I can sit down and either make or or buy some other cages, I mean there's eggs everywhere in some of these these other enclosures. So those babies hatch, and then um, we catch the babies and and then throw them in a container. Sometimes they're in the cage. Sometimes they're in a 
Sometimes they're in the 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 dragon's cage. Sometimes you know they're just everywhere. <laughs> so yeah. uh, um, we'll we'll swoop them up when we see them, and um, it is it's kind of fun that way too. Though um, the kids have a lot of fun, you know, chasing them down and uh, and finding them, spotting yeah. them. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Other than that, man, it's just going to be a big transition year. So, uh, well, with cutting back though already, and you know, it's cut down my time over there feeding things and um, whatnot, and definitely want to get in some more some more recordings. Uh, we always talk about, but it's always finding time to uh, meet up with a with a guest or just coordinate and everything. So there's some. Kai, so for everybody listening, uh, Kai and I have kind of talked about a few guys out there that we'd like to have on for the first time or back on to talk about how things have progressed for them and what they're doing. Um, so some exciting shows because there's a lot going on. You know, people have been doing a lot uh, this last year and yeah, yeah, year a lot of already. a lot of successes this year, this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't. I don't can't even name you know peacock monitors multiple times uh, mm-hmm. people doing croc monitors a couple of different people not just one guy yeah. right two yeah. different guys um you know other uh rob fox's uh, uh roughneck monitors a few more people you know just just yeah. doing things that essentially were oh, were you know quite difficult to do just five ten years ago yeah. Um, now, you, now you see them more readily produced, more people doing them. Doomerals, uh, savannas. Yeah. You know, um, yes, savannas, doomerals about to hatch if uh, Aiden can get them to hatch. Yep. Um, you know, more and more people doing tree monitor stuff. Um, yeah, just just success all around. And it's not just in America. It's all, all over the world, you know, just um, – yeah, these uh, practices are being more and more and more – sought out and people are understanding how to apply them and yeah. essentially just go from there. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it's about really is, um, you know, getting, getting the next guy to be able to understand and do what you're doing. Um, it's not, it's not that easy for like we make the podcast and some people interpret information just different ways you write mm-hmm. and they may not take it into consideration that it may apply to them or maybe it's a lot to apply all at once. And so, you know, they have to go through error and trial with applying different yep. methods and seeing if they work for, you have to try for months. It's not something that you just try for a week or two and, you know, you have to go through with it. And that's sometimes a year or two year process to see right. the result and result. Right. So uh, even myself, man, I, you know, I just I gotta really um pay attention even even more, you know. And before I was paying attention now to just making sure that they weren't fighting, right? Which is pretty hectic in itself. It's pretty time consuming and you essentially just gotta be up or if you're sleeping, gotta be such a light sleeper that <laughs> the commotion of, of red lizards fighting and wrestling is gonna wake you up and then you gotta separate them half asleep, you know. And, right. You know, just things like that, man. It's uh, it's uh, it's 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 tough because there's just quite a bit to to kind of. I wouldn't even say just grasp. It's just just a bit to do. Um, and dealing with you know so many different pairs, and you know, you one thing is you're trying something on this this pair, and this pair gets a you know a whole different type of 
environment right now, and yeah, I'm really trying. To, <laughs> nothing, nothing is as uh, is as clockwork and cut and paste, and you know right. things like that at all. It's so. I currently have a couple of different pairs of Kylans, and um, one of them is not being pumped. It's kind of being uh, fed a little bit less, a lot cooler. And it's because the female hasn't gone yet. And so I'm not just going to keep on feeding and feeding and feeding the female. Right. I'm now trying to cut back on the diet so much, feed them just sparingly. And hopefully by sometime in maybe maybe March or, or April, when the weather kicks back up into gear, they themselves will produce and stuff like that as well. So I really have to pay attention and trigger that stuff. I do have other pairs going at the moment. And so I'm not going to really try to stop them. Mm-hmm. I just continue with this process maybe for a few months. And then if she lays more and more eggs and I feel like, you know, that's time for a break and then I'll give them a break. And it's kind of like, it's not like everything is breeding at once and then everything is not breeding at once. You right. know, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's never ending here. And then I have new stuff that is essentially growing up or adjusting to life here at Mangrove Mecca. And so, you know, it's, um, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a lot for, for those lizards as well. You know, um, just getting accustomed to all the other lizards around them right next door to them. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So the way I keep things too, it's, it's pretty simple. It's not anything, crazy elaborate or decorated it's it's straight to the point you know you got a basking area a couple areas to tuck away and there's actually open space in the enclosures um for yeah. them to you know do the normal and stuff like that and that's how i keep most of my enclosures nowadays because i need to be able to get into them <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it, it, i absolutely uh, understand <laughs> yeah i've been doing uh i've been doing these elevated levels and these uh like floating reed stack. Um, I, oh, yeah? I, the, the, the reed stack's not on the floor. It's uh, essentially hung from the ceiling. And so, you know, the, the monitors basically get to go in between the couple levels that I provide underneath the basking spot. So the very top of that level is a basking spot. And it, it can sway a little bit because they, they can get onto it, you know. Um, and it kind of acts like a, like a, like a log in, in the wind sort of, you know, or a tree in the, a tree limb in the wind where it's going to move a little bit. And I think they kind of like that. They jump on and off of it back and forth. Uh, I've been using those rather than using um, hollow tubes or cork tubes. I still use cork tubes. It's just not as much. I try to make it where the lizards feel hidden in between those floating reed stacks right so they they have ability to hide ability to get to a cooler levels if they want to um but i can see in that's Mm -hmm. uh that was my uh my reasoning on why i made the floating reed stack rather than having just a a typical cork tube that's hung there and even if i drilled a couple holes that are quite decent size for me to peer inside um, or for the lizards to poke their head out, um, it wasn't enough room. So I had to kind of think, all right, these lizards want to hide all the time. And and that's that's all they're doing if I provide the cork tube, right, or, right. or any type of tube. And so um, I then had to think about, all right, I want to be able to make a way for them to hide, feel hidden, feel secure, provide the basking spot, you know, um, not 
catch on any too much water, things like that. That's going to cause like pink belly or, or, or yeah. just, just, um, discoloration in the, in the scales. And, uh, yeah, man, I just decided to go with that, that method. Um, I'm going to, I was going to apply that to the very big mean Kylan that I had, but man, he's been so different. I just kept him the same. Um, and so, yeah, the the babies, the Dwyer eye have the same thing. All of them basically have uh, slanted, propped up reed stack, elevated reed stack, and it's that's it's just basically it. They just have wood, wood piles in their enclosure. Yeah, well, yeah, that's stuff it. works. And, and I've thought about hanging, um, of course, cork tubes inside enclosures and whatnot. But I I kind of like that floating reed stack. That might work for yeah, yeah. For it just hangs. Things. Just hangs from the ceiling of the cage, man, and uh, it, uh, it it allows me to have all the empty space on the bottom instead of a restack built from the bottom all the way up to the heat lamp, you know. Yeah. So I get a lot of open space there. My cages, you know, truthfully aren't like huge enclosures, so I have to be able to make workable walking space and stuff like that for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, I like that idea. I could use that in some things. Um, what what's going on so far as you just recently had some stuff hatch? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I had um, just one more mangrove monitor from from Athena that passed away several months ago. Yeah, that was oh, the man. last the last egg that she um, she dropped for me. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty nuts. Um, I think I think it was a partho egg. It was just one good egg, yeah. and um, yeah, man, it's. Uh, I hope it lives. It's it's it looks fine. It feels fine. It has it. It ate some egg pieces yesterday. Nice. Um, but other other than that, it's just yeah, just uh, my last mango monitor that I'll likely be producing. Um, I do have some Kyle eggs in the in the incubator, but yeah. I don't know how well they'll do. Um, well, yeah, just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I hope so, man. Aubrey has a Aubrey has a clutch right now oh, of nice. from his, and I think he's got four, so he'll likely hatch them before me. I, I'm hoping I could just get on and be number two or be second because shit, it's just it's been a whole lot, you know, a whole lot of trial and error with my yeah. uh, with my group. There's you know, there's non workable players that are just just here, and there's mean workable players and. I really had to work around around that as much as I could. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, so you know, don't get me wrong; it's not like he got the easy route or anything like that at all. It's just, you know, his mail is pretty aggressive as well. So it's it's just uh, really, um, really just honing in on the 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 time when they're ovulating, and Fun if you can animals. understand when the, the lizards are doing this behavior and understanding that she's plump decided to not really eat so much, you know, um, looking kind of awkward, really it looks bloated, essentially lethargic in a way. Yeah. And um, I wait for them to be near each other through the partition. So the partition is just basically a, a big metal grate and it's, you know, it's, it's breathable. So, you know, they can smell each other, tongue flick each other. They can even te- technically bite each other's snouts if, if they, you know, <laughs> one of the yeah. snout through the other side. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I just wait for them to do that. If they do that, then I lift up the partition and typically with, 
that all that alone, the female goes to the other side because the male can't fit over there. Mm-hmm. And then when she's had enough, she'll go through the pipe and back over to her side. And then when I feel like, okay, they're they're done, she's you know, eating a lot, she's trying to she looks more plump, and then I'll kind of put the partition back down or, or I'll take the I'll take the pipe out and I'll I'll lock it back up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, that's that right there is is probably I don't know, like zookeeper work. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> yeah. they literally leading an animal to another side, locking it in there, having this one work in its play, you know, and it and just, um, yeah, I've had to gather these methods from looking at, you know, how uh, professionals did it or how, how zoos did it or, or just anybody, anybody, anybody that was dealing with partitions and, and separating the male from the female and when to do it, you know, just stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't gotten any easier. Um, it's just gotten a little bit more predictable. Um, yeah. and that's, yeah, that's all I can say. It's, it's still, <laughs> yeah, man, getting, getting nearly bit and having to, um, I don't know, deal with mean monitors and they're not even that huge. It's just, they're frantic, you know, and you don't mm-hmm. want to, what it is, is it's like a psychological break. And if these lizards go through like, um, I don't know, like some frantic mode, right. And they feel disrupted and they basically have to settle back down or you, know, you basically looked at them the wrong way. Right. Um, they're not, they're not going to do what, you know, what they would normally do in in type of privacy and how comfortable they are, you know. So it's like uh, if this lizard's not going to eat in front of you, you know, and he's not going to take food from the tongs in front of you, what makes you think he's going to want to do the breeding stuff in front of you? Exactly. You know what I mean? so, yeah. Um, and um, I find, okay, I have to be quiet sneak in i have to look from the outside room like, <laughs> peeping through the peeping through the wall the on the on the corner of the wall and look over you know because i don't have a camera set up over there it's just there's just so much going on in that room already there's no there's no space for the plug right and so um yeah it's uh it's it's nuts man where I, uh, I that's what I'm currently doing now is I'll I'll look from the kitchen and I'll peer down the hallway and I'll try to see and, and you know try to see or I'll, I'll go right to the stairs of the of the monitor room and I'll look down and I just hope that they didn't see me or they didn't feel my vibration which I know they did they're they're not um, you know. I imagine um, you like Mission Impossible rolling on like a, a furniture dolly down the hallway. Yeah. You got your hands you have, against the walls. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea, man. You have no idea. Freaking uh, sucks. That's good stuff, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, I still have some, you know, some that should be used to me by yeah. this point. And, um, but you're absolutely right describing their behaviors. If they're not going to do this, they're probably not going to do that other part. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they're not, they're not willing to eat and they'll regurgitate in front of you and stuff like that. Um, I don't think they're going to want to mate in front of you, right. you know, and so, um, or it's yeah, going to be a very just, stressful yeah. process. And it, it, the eggs yeah. that I have gotten from those individuals that are stressed like that, they never seem to be that great, qual- uh-huh. you know, great a quality where they want to go the distance either. Um, 
So, you know, I always think, well, maybe they were laid a while ago because they're so cryptic that I, I don't know exactly when they were laid and when I'm finding them. And then the same thing, you already have a shy animal and you get in that mode where you're digging up the cage constantly, you're thinking something happened and you're probably just making the situation worse. But <laughs> I know uh, plenty of people have hit me up with that same thing and I'm like, yeah, I've been there. Well, what do you do? Hey, you just make a decision. You either go in there and dig it up or you don't. And, uh, well, what if I miss something, though? Then you miss something. You know, it's part of that that game. Um, Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, I think that we're we're keeping this one a little short, everybody. Um, We're just kicking kicking things off for the the new year. I'm just – I I thought I mentioned most of my goals, but those are – my goals is really just to get – good Kyle and eggs on the ground. I've only had a, a couple of them and, you know, it either resulted in uh, babies that died later that year or, or eggs that just didn't go all the way. And whatever was inside was like deformed as hell. Mm. Um, yeah. And so the clutch I dug out the other day um, felt really good, but they didn't plump back up the way I wanted them to. So yeah. I, 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 I don't know. They're, they have a paper towel on them now inside the incubator, um, hoping to plump themselves back up, but I, I don't I don't think so. So I don't, I, I'm hoping that, you know, me just not looking at them and paying attention and micromanaging that they will, but, you know, who, who knows? <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. It's just a, just a lot, a lot to do. I got a um, clutch of sand monitors. They were laid back in September. Um, well, it's actually they all were in September, so you know another couple months and should have some babies. Um, everything is looking good there. Um, I think that's really all that I got incubating at the moment, and um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I intend to, to work some more with them. I intend to hold back some animals. Now that I've cut back, part of the part of the going forward is, yeah, make some more space for hold back uh, sand monitors and whatnot and uh, really mess around with the the patterns, the, the color schemes and whatnot, if it's possible to do, uh, to really refine that. That might take a couple generations to do, to get something consistent. But uh, I think it can happen. I've seen it happen with the Ackies. And um, so I would think that, you know, whether we can go for those lighter colored animals um, that kind of have those sandy earth tones or really get deep into those, uh, like, neon greens and, and burnt oranges and stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, kind of feel that out, see where that's going. That that seems like something fun, something that I definitely want to do. I know there's uh, people out there that want sand monitors. They're just great animals to to keep and work with. So, um, but for 2023, it's just yeah, restructuring, I'll finding my word. ground. Yeah, this yeah. finding solid ground again. Exactly, and it's, it's not even all that bad. It's just. Uh, uh, I guess to anybody that's like, you know, hasn't been breeding or what it is, is when you move, right, some things can go great and mm-hmm. you know, things just click right back together. But some things you got to figure out, okay, what's different here than what it was where the way where they were, right? right? And then let's say you just click back on the lamps, but you really forgot to check like, oh, it's a lot less humid here. It's more humid where they were or, yeah. you know, it's a lot, it's a lot colder here 
and where they were there was you know 20 to 30 different lamps on at once and so you know what's why is it cool <laughs> why is it cool here or it's, it's basically when you're you're gonna talk me out of moving <laughs> you know when you're just like all right i have to see like it's been a few months now now that i've moved back i moved them back yeah. let's say like your situation moved them back home right and finding the solid ground again is when they start to produce again like they were you know right. or or you know getting the ball back onto hatching babies like how they were like me right now i'm essentially not on i mean i'm doing okay with the uh, with essentially with all the lizards that i have and how things are going i'm getting back on to the point of okay I lost some females. I just hatched a baby, but there that female no longer exists, right? Yeah. And so it's like, okay, that's the last of that that I'll see from now on, right? And um, then, uh, then the even if the Kylans aren't just giving me perfect eggs, I'm moving a step closer though in mm-hmm. getting them aired better, you know, understanding them better. Um, not just throwing them in together whenever I felt like it, but actually have it more critiqued and timed the right way. Um, and so, you know, that that is helping my process as much as I can. It's slow, but it's, it's gradually getting there. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like I'm just going to start popping out Kylans right away, but I'm a step or two further than a, what, a, what I was in – October, you know, right. when I was really furious about, oh, damn, my Kylans aren't like this project is <laughs> I, I'm writing a lot on this and all of that. It's, right. you know, it's my, my favorite stuff and I, I really want to get them to go. And, but it's just, damn, these, these lizards just don't want to cohabitate. And if I can't get them to cohab, I can't get them to breed, you know? Right. And, um, so yeah, man, it's, uh, I, I literally, sort of took a blind eye and was like, okay, they don't get along, but I'm going to have to try. I'm going to have to try to, this is the only sizable, breedable pair, you know? And so I put this pair that was fighting initially a a year ago, a year or two ago, and now they, they get along. Okay. She's over on his side. They're not like sleeping next to each other and doing the whole like arm over the shoulder thing, but she doesn't have any bite wounds and that's, that's all, all you can matters. ask for at some point. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's all that matters. When I look at her, I'm like, okay, you didn't get ripped up. So oh. there's gotta be, Step yeah, there's one. gotta be a good, a good thing. Yeah. So I just, and now when I look at them, it's like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, which I, when I also am doing monitor work at, at my, at my peak of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. I start my day start my day really early. So at two or three in the morning when I'm feeding grasshoppers again or when I need to do monitor stuff, um, it's uh that's when I'm up doing the most, you know, for the lizards. The other rest of the part of the day is me prepping, doing grasshopper stuff or uh, other things, you know, and right. Um, and so uh the, the reason why I'm having my two or three AM periods is you know, mostly everybody else is sleeping and their lamps, their lamps are with the normal daytime when, you know, let's say it's six, seven in the morning, your lamps are on. And then at five or six or 7 PM <coughs> when you're having dinner, your lights then go off. Right. Well, for me, because SoCal gets so hot and where I live gets so hot. And with also the grasshopper lamps, they essentially 
make the place so hot that if my lamps were on during the daytime, it'd kind of conflict with the temperatures. And so the cages would be extremely hot. So instead of having them on during normal times, like how I just described, they're on at 7 p.m. And then they're off at like 7 or 8 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so that 3 o'clock is when it's been several hours. And, you know, I was even sleeping from maybe 10 till 2 right something like that so the house was has then been pretty quiet and that's when my my very shy lizards do the most (laughs) so it's uh it's tricky man and that's how i gotta i kind of have to play with it and that's the schedule and that's how things are working here yeah um yeah man i I don't know what those dwyer eyes are gonna do um yeah just uh i don't know if they're too young if the female is too young. The male, he looks, he looks decent in in size and age. But I, I would guess another another year before I really saw any type of action. Or I mean, I mean, I'm hoping a lot less. But it, it seems like um, it seems like about another year. Too. These lizards are supposed to, you know, they don't like the female is literally about maybe twenty inches mm-hmm. maximum. Yeah, and the male, I think he's right around. 24 to 26 inches maybe um and and stretched across my my arm my arm is still longer than them so mm-hmm. they're they're not they're not very not very big at all so i'm hoping that that um that project flourishes as well they live together they do everything together they bass together they go to the same water hole together they eat together it's uh yeah they're just they're cool they're they're a pair um, that seems like a pair, anyways. And yeah, man, it's just uh, it's how things are flowing here. Um, I uh, yeah, man, it's that's that's really it. Just feeding, making sure I'm on top of everybody, and and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yep. We'll start there. We'll start the year with the basics and just uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. see what we get into as things go. But. All right, maybe we should cut it there. Um, yeah, it's been about fifty minutes, and uh, I still got to go feed lizards. I honestly, I think I see an um, possible signs of nesting in the. Uh, I I can look at the camera in the the sand monitors cage. So I'm, I was like, no, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna do the podcast first. I'm not gonna change the schedule on Kai. We said we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. But I'm itching to get over there and start digging. So yeah, uh, man, no worries. I gotta. I got to do a bunch of stuff myself, get out some boxes for Saturday morning that were last minute. And then, uh, and yeah. All right, man. All right. Thank you everybody for, for joining in and listening to us. Um, again, uh, we're brought to you by the Morelia Python radio network. Uh, check those guys out, Eric Owen and, uh, all the other hosts for all the other shows. If you go onto the website, um, there's a ton of different shows and if all things reptile, whatever you want to get into, you're going to find it there. You can look through past shows sometimes for years, uh, NPR specifically. Um, but just really, really great guys, educated people, um, talking about, you know, their field and and what they're doing. Um, really interesting stuff. So I encourage you guys, if you're finding us for some reason, you're just into monitors right now, you know, give them a listen, see where that can take you. Uh, probably nothing but trouble, as with most of us, and uh, <laughs> thousands of dollars down the road. 
But uh, yeah, check them out. You can also find them on uh, social media, both Facebook and Instagram, uh, Morelia Python Radio Network. Um, Kai, where can people find you? Uh, I'm mostly on Facebook under Kai Fan, um, but you can also find me on Instagram at uh, Big underscore Lizard one o three. And yeah, I'm mostly on Facebook, but I'll, I'll respond to Instagram periodically throughout the day as well. Um, and then yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. All right, guys, if you want to check me out, you can find me at Origins underscore Reptile on Instagram and Origins Reptile on Facebook. Um, all my info should be on, on both of those. So if you need to get a hold of me, you can send me a message and whatnot. And, um, yeah, if I don't get back to you, always busy. I try to, and I find people all the time. And sometimes if it's already like past three weeks, I'm like, well, if they really wanted to know, they'll, they'll reach out again. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, same here. I've been taking my time on, uh, answering some people grasshopper stuff it's kind of different it's kind of like a more of a quick thing but man sometimes uh honestly just you just got to be patient with us we've got a lot going on and if uh yeah if you just uh start asking questions we can get to them um it might not be a thing where we're always in conversation but we can try to try as much as we can um i've had people uh shoot me questions to be answered on here as well so um you know we can we can work those oh, out if you guys if, if you guys happen to have questions and things like that yeah feel free to reach out to us all right man i'll see you next time all right man i'll talk to you later have a good one man <laughs>